0: Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship, St. Charles, and an author. And speaker.
1: <laughs> really? I'm is kind that, of a big deal.
0: You're, in St. Charles, Illinois. Though how, but you have a small you know, stature. Like you're small, but you're I'm a small, big deal. You know, I'm small stature on a big platform. See, the, the reason, I'm not as small as people think. My platform is so huge. Oh, is that what it that is? That I just look very small. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, Elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, can you say Whistlepig? Whistlepig! We got a gift from somebody. We can't say who, but we got a gift from somebody. We can't listeners. say who? No, better not. All right, But fine. it was nice. Uh, it was very nice. We can say Dan. All right, we yeah, can say that. Yeah, got we got a gift from Dan who gave us Whistlepig a straight rye whiskey. Thank you so much, Dan. This is truly a great gift, and uh, man, it's very yummy. Very good. I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit. So, so yeah, man, we're just hanging out, chilling. Yep. It's like one in the morning.
1: Uh, it's not that. No, it's not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. We all work it out, and so our our family and everybody is yep. taken care of. Hey, man, mm-hmm. uh, how's your week going? You feeling well,
1: good? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I don't just know. Like... I feel like you you told me you've been stressed. Yeah, I was about to get into that. But you said you're feeling pretty good. But I am still feel- lie, I'm feeling you- good because I'm here with you. Oh, okay. I'm feeling good because we're recording for d and D. I'm feeling good because God is still on the throne. Oh, yeah. Can I get an amen? No, nah, I don't God do that. God is still on the
0: throne? I don't do that. I'm Reformed Baptist.
1: Uh, well, anyways, God is still on the throne. And so, uh, so yeah, learning uh, every day to be trusting in him in the
0: midst of chaos. Yeah, they got some chaos at work sometimes. At times, yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm.
1: dealing with that, and then uh, any big business, any and big then, company, you know, looking at uh, next month, we'll be in Houston.
0: Oh yeah, Jimmy's going to preach like seven times. Seven times at a retreat.
1: Yep. So just kind of working through those sermons and really kind of praying through them, and mm-hmm. you know, getting everything in order there. And then now we're looking at the D and D conference t- 2017
0: in Wellington, New Zealand. Yep, the second D and D conference of the year. Well, I didn't even I didn't even consider that. Yeah. We're doing two this year. Did two this year? Next year right now we have got one scheduled. We'll see what happens. Oh. Pretty exciting stuff.
1: <laughs> so, that's uh that's what's going on in my life. How about you, Joe? Are we allowed to
0: talk about these things? I mean, people don't want us to banter, so Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. You know what? Pfft, I ain't worried about those. People. All right, but how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Vacations coming up. Wait. Where are we going? Uh no, it's just going to be me and the kids and Jen. Well, no, no,
1: for real. Where are we going? No, you're not coming. No, back. no, this is a secret. You, is it because you just don't want me to know
0: yet? No, I, I can tell you what state I'll be in. Well, we'll, we'll be in Georgia. No, so what no. how, What are we going to do will, in Georgia? I will be in South Carolina. And then we'll my, be in my Georgia. My family, my wife and kids will be in Georgia. Okay. We so, vacation separately. All right, so, I like to get away So is thats that You're
1: wanting me to go to South Carolina Is that what this is <laughs>
0: Ding 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 <laughs> <laughs> No We're going to South Carolina And we're going to hang out there uh, Some friends of ours are down there mm. and, so and, then, and then you gonna and I Are going to head over to Nope Georgia. then I'll take the family down to Georgia We've got a family reunion going on Then we'll come on back uh, When are we back Oh you know what I've got going on later What's that Canvas Conference. We need to talk about Ooh, that. All right, talk about it. Go. Canvas Conference, man. Portland, Oregon. You you're, got allowed, guys, you're allowed to talk about it. I'm you fine. guys need to go to the Canvas Conference. Now, man, you
1: know what? Thomas Terry uh, invited me. Are you coming? Well, he, he sent me this very personal uh, invite uh, on, on Facebook with all of his other followers. Well, he sent it to you. I think he just included other people.
0: That's I, how you got to think about it. That, that's how I'm
1: going to think about yeah, it.
0: He sent you an invite and he's I like I told you Thomas and I are tight. I know. I, 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 I and he
1: mean uh, he sent me a text. No, that was my mom. All right. <laughs> Your mom sent you a text? <laughs> All
0: right. So you listen, um you definitely got to get What are the dates? Tell okay, them. it's uh, August 11th and 12th in Portland, Oregon. You got to go. Uh, there's just it's Just go check it out. Go to uh, com for more information. We'll link to it in the show notes. Um, I get to uh, speak on the main stage from Psalm 88. Big platform, Joe. Little Joe.
1: Little Joe on his big platform. Actually, it's a small
0: platform. I'm just so tiny, it looks like a big platform. It does. That's what it It is. It does look really big with you on there. All right, man. So we're continuing our series through the Ten Commandments. The Big Ten. The the Big Ten. The Big Ten. It's the only Big Ten I care about.
1: I'm actually impressed but, uh-huh. that, you, that you actually had that reference in the back yeah, of your mind.
0: I know it means something about basketball, right? Big Ten. It's College basketball, right? <laughs> That's college basketball, <laughs> Big Ten. That's what it is. I know what it is. <laughs> and college football. Oh, whatever. Keep big Big Ten schools. Yeah, there you go. Good All job. right. See, I know what it Good is. Good job. Okay. Good job. I'm not totally done when it comes to that sports stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and
1: today, we're going to talk about what? We're going to be talking about the second commandment. Ooh. Ooh, so uh, we're going to jump right on in. Exodus 20. Exodus 20, verse 4. Are you ready? Let's do it. Uh, you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them for I, the Lord, your God, Am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments.
0: This Second. is the word of the Lord. Amen. Second commandment, Exodus twenty four through 6. Mm. It's a long one. And, uh, you know, it's like, well, the first commandment is, you shall have no other gods before me. And, you know, uh, you've got, uh, you know, in verse 13, you shall not murder. This one... We got some detail here. Oh yeah, we got some words. Yeah, he he goes into it. So, this is important for us because here we're getting down into this issue of worship. Yeah. We're we're going to get down into this issue of what's appropriate and what's not. Uh we're going to get into the issue of of imagery and of course, among reformed theologians, the issue is uh, the issue of whether or not you can have a depiction of the person of Jesus Uh, and whether or not that is lawful, meaning biblical, permissible, okay, or if that is a breach of this commandment. Now, uh, big picture. Let's just back up here. Here we go. Um, You shall not make for yourself a carved image of any likeness that is in heaven, above, or in the earth beneath, or that which is in the water under the earth. And then you shall not bow down to them and serve them, for I am the Lord your God." Okay, so God is a jealous God. He desires yep. our fidelity.
1: He says that. I am a jealous God. I am a jealous God. Yep. Right?
0: I, I, I want your loyalty. I want to be exclusive with you. Yeah. I am your only God. This is a good thing. We, we we, we, like exclusive relationships, right? We've got, like, you have an exclusive relationship with Michelle. I have an exclusive relationship with Jen. And you and I have an exclusive relationship <laughs> with each other. It's <laughs> so weird that you put it like
1: that. I'm like, yeah, I you, gave Joe my Letterman jacket.
0: All right, so you know what? Uh this fall you can watch me rocking it. That's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> you do realize what that now implies.
0: Podcast wife no, continue no, on. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Did does I imply that? Oh, yes, I'm it not. That's not the podcast. Yes, it one. does. So,
1: uh,
0: but you want a letterman? Get out of here! What are you talking <laughs> about? You were a stoner. What are you talking about? You were not right, a letterman. Moving on. Moving on. No, about? I was not. Continue. You were smoking behind was... Marmion. You, you were <laughs> not. You you were right. drinking behind the high school. You were definitely not. a... Sp- I don't think you played any sports, did you? I, I did. What did you play? Football. Did you really? Yeah. In high school. In high school. Did you have a Letterman's jacket? Uh, They had a jacket for everybody, yeah. For everybody? Yeah, it was like a participation jacket. (laughs) Wait, did you suit up and play, or did you just suit up?
1: I suited up and, uh, you know, hey, I I worked hard for people,
0: giving them water and towels. I don't want that Letterman jacket. I (laughs) I, I did play, thank you. So, um... Okay, so the God, in light of this exclusive relationship yeah. that he has with his people, that he has with every believer, he says, you must not bow down to any image of anything and worship that thing. That's right. Now, he's already given us the first commandment, you shall have no other gods. Why this now? What what, what are we getting at with, with this second commandment when it gets into carved images? I think because we have this—I'm uh, uh I'm trying to think—we
1: gravitate towards— yeah worshiping that which we can see. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, good. It, it's hard for us to, to have, I, I think it's faith and trust that without seeing God or beholding God or having something in front of us. I mean, you think of like Exodus 32, right. Mm, With the yeah. golden calf, yeah. right. They want Thanks, Aaron <laughs> dummy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's, it's a, there's a, we're just prone to it. We, we look towards things because we could see it. We could
0: hold it we can taste it, you know, we can smell it. And it's like, that is real to us. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, and I've had people tell me, what am I supposed to imagine? What am I supposed to picture when I'm talking to God? And I tell them nothing. You're not supposed to imagine God is looking like anything. Um, you can behold him in creation while you're you 're praying, pray with your eyes open or your eyes closed, but that is i mean God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth yeah he does he, he is he is not someone that you can see, you can see his glory in some measure, but if we were to actually behold him anyway, we would die and the only one way in which we can actually see God is in the person of Jesus. Absolutely. Who of course now is ascended we can't lay our eyes on him right now. We we believe and yet we have not seen. Yeah. So here he's saying, do not create an image of me to bow down to and worship or of anything. Yeah. Now, what does this mean in the context of corporate worship? Let's just let's re- relate it to that. Um uh, or private worship for that matter. What are some ways in which we might break this commandment? Um, Maybe you could think historically. Yeah, I'm
1: trying to think of like, uh, and I, I don't want to be calling out, I guess, certain groups or whatever, right? Um, but I mean, you think of like the crucifix. People okay. looking towards that and praying towards that. Um, or a picture of Jesus with his blonde hair and always holding a, a lamb or something like that
0: with a halo, or a baby, it, or a baby, or a baseball. Yeah, baby Jesus or baseball. I've seen that. I've seen. I've seen paintings of Jesus playing softball with kids. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I mean, I just think like whether we bring in certain images, right, or or pictures, or I mean, I'll be honest. Even as, as a youth, for me growing up Catholic, it had been the rosary. You know, having that, sure. having the beads and and needing to kind of pray through certain things over,
0: with each bead or whatever, right? right? It's, it's interesting because something like, uh, you know, bead feeling, uh, mm-hmm. it, technically there's nothing inherently wrong with using a system uh, by which you remember what you're supposed to pray for. Yeah. You can, uh, by the way, uh, other religions do that as well. Uh, you can say, oh, well, no, I've I've got a necklace and it's got 13 beads on it. Thirteen, because I'm rebellious. It's got thirteen beads on it, and each one of those beads reminds me of uh, of the the Ten Commandments, and then uh, three principles that I live my life by according to Scripture. And so each one kind of guides my like. There's nothing wrong with, yeah, with utilizing yeah. something like that, but traditions like that can quickly uh, develop, morph, or evolve, or devolve. Into a kind of idolatry and superstition whereby you're looking at this thing and you're deriving a sense of comfort from it rather than what it's supposed to be pointing you toward.
1: Well, and that was even like, uh, and again, for me, a lot of my experience is growing up Roman Catholic, Mm -hmm. um, but even the the, the tabernacle with the Eucharist.
0: Go ahead. I've never thought about this. Uh, uh, Okay, go. I'm sorry. This is important. Yeah, you go. Is RC Sproul's name Roman Catholic Sproul? Oh, are you serious? I just thought of
1: that. Are you? Is serious? that a thing? Is that
0: you stop me he for that? He always goes by RC. Why is he afraid you. of telling us his name? <laughs> oh, 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 I think he's. A, have you seen how they worship over there? Did at, you at really St. just stop me for they, that? They, they, the processional. I'm telling you, oh, they do have the <laughs> <laughs> All right, go, you were saying, Jimmy, but I'm,
1: I'm talking about like the tabernacle uh, that would house the the Eucharist. Yeah, yeah. And so they would, you know, it was kind of it was special, and it was something that you would look at, and and it would be in there throughout the day, and you, people would go in, and they they could pray, and they could look towards that as they were
0: offering their prayers to God. And the reason they could look towards that, really for them, is because that is the body of Jesus. That's it. Yeah. That yeah. is Jesus' body. I mean, yeah. that is crazy, um, blasphemous, in, in in my estimation. Mm-hmm. But but yeah. So um, it, you know this, this pops pops. I'm in not worship. trying to bash. Like I said, I'm no, just saying no, this, it, these have been my experiences. I lo- you and I love Roman Catholic people. We have yes. lots of Roman Catholic friends. Yes, it's not, we, we don't have a beef with Roman Catholic people. We do no. have a beef with Roman Catholic theology. Dogma. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that's where we that's where we have an issue. Now, um, I had a friend who uh, who was at a church and you know the church was you know decent size and they would have projections up and they would put you know the words up on the screen but they also put lots of pictures up too because like pictures of what well lots of stuff but eventually they started putting up pictures of jesus while they were singing these songs about jesus and so my friend was like he went to the pastors and he's like yeah that's not okay man i i'm uncomfortable with you putting up pictures of jesus while worshiping because we're looking at this guy yeah and we're singing and it's like it's confusing at best and it's could be idolatrous. And the pastors were like, well, we don't agree with that perspective, so we're going to keep doing it. And then he left that church.
1: But, I mean, isn't that – how is that different than – I mean, you think of uh, the Orthodox Church with icons. Like, you know, the idea being I'm praying – I'm utilizing this and praying through it to something else. You know what I mean? They wouldn't
0: say they're praying to. Right. They're praying through. It's being utilized for something else. Differentiation, I think, between veneration yeah, that's and, it. And Thank exaltation. You. So, yeah, we become very, you know, I, it's like, I will ask you to pray for me. Yeah. I think I find that to be scriptural, but I will not ask a dead saint to pray for me, and I will not ask them for help because I don't find any biblical warrant for that. Correct. Uh, whereas other traditions, you know, Roman Catholic and Orthodox do. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it I does remember start once, to fall sorry, you're yeah. I remember once, sorry, as you were talking about that, I remember once I was at school and I was struggling
1: with a subject. And I won't say what school it was, but then this monk—it was Marmion. This monk gave me this, like, what is supposed to be a bone fragment from <laughs> from a saint, and like, you just—it was like the patron saint of this subject. I don't want to say what the subject was. Well, why not? No, because you're gonna laugh at. Me. I want to make, no. tell a story, paint a picture, want, son. No, that, this is the picture. No, I, so, don't, until you tell me that I'm not gonna. You got to tell the story. It was a Spanish who, mission, missionary, and I was struggling with Espanol. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway, Give me no espanol. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> and it's Jaime. Okay. And, and so, uh, it, no es bueno. Uh, so, yeah, it'd be like, yeah, you know, keep it in your pocket and and pray and, and ask this saint yeah. to to help you with, with Spanish. And I remember thinking to myself, what is going yeah. on? Did it work? Uh, not according to Mrs. Ritano. <laughs> <laughs> Sen- Senora, uh, Senorita Ritano. Uh, no, no, no. it, uh, she is it not, did not work. She no. still makes fun of me for, uh,
0: for my grades. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I think it's fair. Um, so, okay. So I, I, you and I are on the, like, so what does this mean for us? Okay. So we, we don't believe that we should use images that are representative of God yes. in worship. We should not be bowing down to images we um We should be careful in the exercise of worship private and corporate correct. especially corporate correct we be very very careful with that um which is why I mean really, when you look at you know during the Reformation. And we start moving away from Roman Catholicism, and you get to the Puritans, man, the Puritans in particular, because they are not not only re- responding to, the, with the Reformation, but, but uh, you know, the Church of England as well, uh, yeah. pushing for a pure worship. Their meeting houses were very plain, were very stripped down. They just wanted the Word to be the thing that was focused on. So we believe that. We think we ought to have a very pure, a very careful, a very clean corporate worship that focuses on the Word, and okay. we're not bowing down to images.
1: Correct. Now, uh, you're talking about very clean, and I and I get that, but what about these churches that are, I would say, you know, evangelical that are reformed and yet they have stained glass windows? Yeah,
0: I mean, th- th- this is where we're gonna probably you know what I mean? disagree I'm, I'm, yeah, with people. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally, uh, as I'm reading scripture, I don't think there's a problem with stained glass windows. I love I'll, I wish well, our church. Well, first of them. all, everybody loves stained glass windows. Everybody loves them. Don't Ed, even act like Ed, no one does. Satanists, uh, they're beautiful. You know, mass murderers. Everybody has enough of the grace of God in them to go, that looks good. <laughs> okay. That looks good. All right. so We could word that differently later, but yes, continue. Yeah, I think that, um, so we all appreciate the beauty in the art, and I don't think it's distracting to have art in the meeting house of God's people. Now, some of our friends will say, no, absolutely not. You shouldn't have anything that's distracting. But I think stained glass windows, and we all know this. I think most of us know this, that stained glass windows that would give a depiction of uh, say uh, you know Jesus feeding uh, the masses, yeah. or um, his his resurrection from the grave, or his crucifixion. That those were not meant to be vehicles through which we worship, as much as they were designed to be instruments by which people were taught the story of Scripture. Absolutely, and uh, and then they can certainly inspire deeper meditation and whatnot. I don't really have a problem with that. Uh but I I would want to be very very careful. First of all, no one can afford that nonsense today. Um yeah. so that's not going to happen. But I I think when we're when we're looking at putting up images or depictions of of Jesus, even Jesus up in front of people as we're worshiping corporately is confusing at best. And yeah. I'm afraid Like, what image of Jesus are you conjuring? Exactly. White Jesus, black Jesus, uh, Jim Caviezel, uh, you know, uh, what? I just saw Jim Caviezel in another movie. Okay, what movie? Escape Plan with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. Jim Caviezel. Oh. I didn't know that. I don't remember if I watched that. I thought he was kind of blacklisted from Hollywood for the whole Jesus thing. Anyway. um, I I, mean, you're, you're highlighting an issue, or you're highlighting something here when
1: the impossibility of making a true image of God. So it's it's just, it's futile. It's not even, there's no point behind it.
0: Right. Now, when it comes to depictions of Jesus, I don't have a problem with the depiction of Jesus in general. Um, I don't even have a problem with the depiction of Jesus in the church meeting house. Yeah. That doesn't disturb me. If it's put up front for everyone to look at while worshiping, for me, there's a concern. So you and I are on the same page. Yeah. There. But there are a lot of people in the Reformed tradition who would say no depictions of Jesus whatsoever in any form for any purpose. It's all bad, and you know, while I would agree with them, precious moments depictions of uh, of Jesus in the manger bad. Uh, I think that's <laughs> I have my own mm. reasons for not liking that. They're but cheesy. Yeah. That's it. it. I knew that. It misses there, the
1: point. There's no theological reason for you I, other than Absolutely, it's, it's
0: theological. Precious Moments, have you seen that? The little anime eyes and everything, all neat and clean and super white? Yeah. I don't think that's a I good don't think deb- I've ever seen them. Google Precious Moments. You got I honestly computer.
1: don't. I can't think of where Google I,
0: Precious Moments Bible.
1: Precious Moments Bible.
0: Keep, all right, keep going. So anyway, um, but there are guys that would say you can't have any depiction of Jesus because of the Second Commandment. In fact, I got a text yesterday... From one of our guys, Tony Dopke. What's Dupke? up, Tony? Tony is in our pastoral development class. He's preaching. He's, uh, he's he was a missionary to Nicaragua, and uh, he wants to go into church ministry. Can he help me
1: with Spanish? Does he have one? Oh, the, he does. Can he have def-
0: one of the bone fragments? No, but he's fluent. He does not need that bone fragment. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah.
1: I Google it, which okay.
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that makes you want to punch. Oh, here you go. I'm going to punch that baby. <laughs> <laughs> All, <laughs> back. All right, so here's the text I got. Uh, in part, he says, uh, I have a question about the Jesus Storybook Bible and the Second Commandment. Now, uh, our, my man Tony knows that we're big fans of the Jesus Storybook. Love Bible. it. It's great it's for the our the best CDs. Storybook Bible ever, um, unless you hate depictions <laughs> of Jesus. Uh, what are your thoughts? I love that book, but have a guy telling me it's violating the Second Commandment. Hmm. Um, tell that guy that he's violating good theology. Uh, no, come, on, no, now, no. come on now no, come on we, now come on now we disagree with this we disagree yeah. that that you can't have a depiction of jesus now let's let's just talk about why in uh in the second commandment it, it here's what it says you shall not make for yourself a carved image of what of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth that's what it says you shall not make a carved image or a likeness of anything—not not a plant, not a fish, not a bird, not a bear, not the fofo. Okay.
1: Well, you can you, you can do the fofo, guys. It's okay.
0: Or you can watch, um, you know, Sasquatch footage. It <laughs> looks a lot like Jimmy walking in the forest. <laughs>
1: um,
0: that's what it says. You, then it clarifies: you shall not bow down to them or serve them. So. If you're not bowing down to or serving this image, it is not a breach of the commandment. Otherwise, all images and likenesses would be banned. It says you cannot make an image of anything that is in heaven or earth or under the earth in the water. Yeah. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. This is a prohibition about worshiping God through images that's what it's about, and a depiction of Jesus for instructional educational purposes or whatever is not doing that i don't have a problem with the passion of the Christ you know uh, depicting Jesus on film because it is depicting Jesus in his humanity yeah. right and now I know I'm not, I don't think we're divorcing his humanity from his divinity. He made himself visible. no man can see God and live and yet. There was Jesus yeah. walking around. People could see him and not die. I that's think right. you can depict him in his humanity, and it is uh it is fair game. So long as you are not bowing down to that image and using it as a means by which you worship Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Yep. That's that's how we view it. The, the 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 pro. I don't think they're reading the I just I I I understand the reverence. I understand What they're saying, I just don't think it works within the context of the Second Commandment, and I don't think it's consistent. I I think that they wind up being inconsistent in the application of the principle that's guiding them. Now, we disagree. They think that I'm soft on the Second Commandment and that I don't know what I'm talking about, which is possible. I could be wrong. Yeah, I could totally be wrong. I get that. Which, again, is why we're very careful when it comes to corporate worship. But I don't think having a depiction of Jesus in the manger— nor do I think a painting of Christ uh, is wrong. Um, I think that that is, in fact, somewhat to be expected, um, as we're as we're trying to communicate, represent, and reflect this Jesus that we are learning about in art.
1: So would you say That's it's hard. the same? Uh, the same thing applies to uh, tattoos. I'm talking about tattoos. You know, a lot of a lot of reform guys though would put you know, crosses, or mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've ever seen a reformed guy with a, a Jesus on their shoulder or anything like that.
0: Well, there probably are. I mean, there's a lot of Jesus tattoos. Yeah, right? I'm just you trying know. to think of reformed
1: yeah. individuals. Yeah, probably,
0: in probably some that are somewhat reformed. Um, I don't have any interest of putting a depiction of Jesus on my body as many, as many tattoos as I have, only because, uh, like, we have a friend, Justin, who says, I would never get a tattoo because you don't put a bumper sticker on a Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Likening himself to a Ferrari.
1: Mm, Yeah, there's a whole separate idol here, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but
0: you look at him and he's more like a bumper car. He's definitely, he's not a Ferrari. He's a bumper car at Funway. That's what Justin is. Anyway, um, I have a lot of tattoos. I would not get a depiction of Jesus on my body because the stuff that I put on my body is theological. It's truth. It's good. I like it. It's art. But I just feel like, Jesus is bigger than that. That's a very personal thing. I just, you know, um, this is probably why I wouldn't put a Jesus bumper sticker on my car because I don't want to relegate Jesus to the realm of coexist and, you know, I'm with her and all those other junky bumper stickers yeah, out there. and T-shirts, yeah. Yeah, I, I was just like, ah, I think he's got a more exalted place than my bumper, um, and he's got a more exalted place than my, I, I, some, there's room to argue about that. Yeah. My point is, is that depictions of Jesus in general are not necessarily wrong unless they are being bowed down to and used in worship. I think that's where the line is drawn. And I think that I I get that from the second commandment, verses four through six. Yeah, that's. That's my general take on it. So I, I think we, we need to be careful here. I think most of us are, are very careless in our worship, in our corporate worship. It's kind of like, well, we've always done it this way or why can't we do it this way? We just kind of wing it as we go. I even see this in SBC and Acts 29 churches where they haven't thought through very carefully what they do and why they do on biblical, theological, and historical very grounds. Very they just kind of do their thing and they're like, Hey, what's the problem? What's the big deal with this? And they haven't looked into it. Intinction. All right. Yeah. Have we done an episode on that? Uh, we talked about community. Yeah. Right, yeah, we, we talked we, about we, lords over.
1: Yeah, you ain't got to do it. It's yeah.
0: Don't start me, Jimmy.
1: No, I'm just saying it's All really
0: right. biblical. Continue. No, it's not. Um. So yeah, the second commandment should warn us, should caution us yeah. in the worship of God. That's the big idea, right? Be careful how you worship God. Worship God according to His ways, His principles, in accordance with His nature. Make no depictions of God, because He is spirit. Of God the Son, maybe, I think you can make depictions of Him for instructional purposes or whatever, um, artistic purposes, but whatever we do, we cannot bow down to any That's images it. in worship whatsoever. All of this should should at the very least make us be very circumspect when it comes to how we worship God as local churches. At the very least, we should be evaluating what we do, why we do it. Um, this is something that we do at Redeemer. Yeah, we, want, we, we are always evaluating what do we do, why are we doing it? And are any of these things distracting us from worshiping God in spirit and in truth? And if it is, it's gone. It's got to be out. We're not doing it. So our worship is pretty simple. Um, it's it's nothing ornate. No, no. Um, you know, we sing a lot. We sing like six songs. We preach a lot. We preach like 40 minutes or more. And uh, we pray. We read a lot of scripture. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. So it's an hour and a half. And uh, we don't, we do the Lord's Supper. We don't we don't put stuff in there that doesn't belong. We're very careful with that. Um, and we have to always evaluate because like everybody else, we could wind up introducing things that would exactly. not please God. Exactly. And, you know, you've got Aaron, you've got Strange Fire with Nadab and Abihu, you've got all those examples um, that you guys can check out. But what we want you to do, even though we would disagree with, uh, with some of the applications in the Reformed tradition on the issue of images and depictions of Jesus, we want to encourage you to get Thomas Watson's treatment of the Ten yes. Commandments because you're not going to find anything better. I mean, I, I mean, I guess if you want to, you might find something that you like more, but it is such a rich and rewarding and devotional read. It's going to help you so much. And you're going to see that. Go ahead and get that and then read that before we get to the next commandment. Go ahead and get it and read it. Yep, do so it. when we hit the third commandment, Oh, I'm so tempted to ask you if you know what the third commandment is.
1: Of course is. I know what no, the third... No, don't look at your computer. Look at me. What are you me? talking I'm about? It. I'm looking I'm at you. I'm not talking. What's to the third I, commandment? Well, you know what the third what commandment is. Tell is. Me right I now. know what it is. What is
0: it? Y- you shall not take the Lord. You are looking. I am not. You're peeking. peeking right, where? Here's the thing. Peeking Here, where? Here's the thing. All you listeners, <laughs> you better memorize <laughs> Ten Commandments right now. Like the fofo has That's right. Memorize... I expect all of you to know the Ten Commandments Let's do it. in order. Of course, I got this. You Let's, guys come on. you guys know who's on your favorite baseball teams, your Big Ten team? You guys know that stuff, <laughs> <laughs> right? Don't they? That's a thing. <laughs>
1: uh, yes, people
0: do. Uh, okay. People do. You know all that. You guys memorize all that stuff. You can memorize the Ten Commandments in order. And I don't care if you summarize. You don't have to have them memorize word for word out of the scripture. Know the Ten Commandments, people. Yeah. Seriously. Come on. Get that done. So do that. Read Watson. And when we come back... Next time, it'll be next week. It'll be next Monday. Monday. Um, we're going to get into the third commandment on not taking the name of the God, name of the Lord your God, in vain. Boom.
1: Boom. Big thanks to Justin Bond of J Bond Media, the audiovisual wizard of doctrine and devotion. If you've got any audiovisual photography needs, hit up jbondmedia.com and he will hook you up.
0: Before you can follow you us on
1: Instagram and Twitter at Doc <laughs> on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can. Uh, Too much banter. You can go on our website, com. There you can contact us or you can sign up for our email list or you can click on the store and grab yourself some merchandise. Unsubscribing. Go ahead. Leave us an honest five star review over on the iTunes. Fresh Pod. On the iTunes. iTunes, Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. And we got some more content that we're looking to be putting out on Tuesdays and Fridays. I don't know for sure when that's going to happen, but just letting you know we're planning it. We're getting it done. It's out there. All right, later.